COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. We're on the road with Mickey. We're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go. We're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. He's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And together, we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 13 for March 30th, 2020. And our feature topic this week is the perfect Disney meal. We think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been giving it a lot of thought this week, and we've come up with some really, really good, good mouth-watering meals that you're going to just want to get in a car. And well, you can't get in a car, but that you're going to want to enjoy next time you're at Disney. So, mm-hmm. so, but before we get started with that, of course, we have our cheddar from the big cheese segment, and we've got a few few bits of information for you. I think it's going to be uh, we're getting into some back to some. Um, Disney happenings that aren't just related to coronavirus. So, um, so the first thing we wanted to remind you is that we are going to be having a giveaway, right, Sophie? That's right, and I am very, very happy for whoever wins this giveaway. <laughs> yeah, it's um, we're calling it our On the Road with Mickey giveaway. It is a Darth Vader Sensi Warmer with a wax. Um, insert for it so that you can use wax with it and and melt the wax Um, and a $25 Disney gift card. And the contest is going to run from May 1st through the 31st. And the winner will be announced on June 1st. We want to give everyone an opportunity to get entered into this so that you have the, um, the best chance possible to win. And, um, and we think you're going to really enjoy this. So I didn't get pictures up. That's one thing that I didn't get done this week was I didn't get pictures up on the in the Facebook group or on the on the show notes. So I need to get that done this week. Um, but look for that on our Facebook group. It's on the road with Mickey group. Um, and I'll also write a post and you can see it on our page on the road with Mickey. Yes. And it'll also be on the website, too. 
And speaking of pictures, these next two ones, I definitely want pictures of their subjects. So, on Saturday the 21st in Animal Kingdom, there was a new baby animal welcomed. And as you all know, that Animal Kingdom Park seconds as kind of like a tiny wildlife reserve for many animals that we see in Africa and Asia. And they welcomed a new baby girl, a Hartman's zebra who was born to the first time mother, Heidi. And we don't know her name yet, but I'm sure she's adorable. Exactly. And, you know, just because um, the park is closed, obviously that doesn't mean that um, that they stop caring for the animals because obviously that's a full-time job you know so for certain they are still caring for the animals um but sophie why don't you tell us about the next arrival that happened last month actually we just learned about it this week though mm-hmm. now about a month before the little baby zebra was born on february 25th a new baby porcupine also known as a porcupette was born too and the baby girl was born to perry her mother who was featured on a disney plus documentary one day at disney and i might actually go watch that once we're done with this episode okay i think you should sophie tell me what you think of it i definitely Um, will maybe report back next week on what you thought of it make that a little bit of your own cheddar from the big cheese segment Mm mm-hmm Okay, and then our last little bit of cheddar from the big cheese it comes from our fan site that um, that we follow, and I actually used to write for them. Uh, it's a site called Chip and Co, and I'm sure many of you have heard from them or heard of them, I should say. Um, over on Chip and Co, though, they've been trying to take a, take um, a little bit of some of the 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 loss from not being able to go to Disney out of their readers hearts and so they've been posting a whole series on a virtual days at disney so they have a virtual day for the magic kingdom they got one for animal kingdom hollywood studios epcot and today well as a day of recording which we were recording on friday um they actually posted a virtual day at disneyland and they're going to probably i would imagine anyway post one for california adventure as well but the cool thing about them is, is that, um, you know, they, they walk you around and they show, they have a boatload. I mean, 10, 15, 20 um, YouTube videos of point of views of the rides that you would be riding at Disney um, for whichever park you're at. So it's, it's a great resource. If you want to watch some ride videos, that's a great spot to go check it out. So uh, Chip and I are friends, and I highly recommend just go over to chipandco.com and see what you got there because they've got it's – it's an excellent series in my opinion. And I, and I look forward to sitting down and just watching them one after another after another. I'm so, going to join you on that one, Daddy. Okay. We'll make it a, we'll make it a Facebook or a, um, a Disney date for looking at it through our Apple TV. Yes. Um, okay, but that's Speaking all the cheddar of, from the big cheese we've got, right, Soph? That is all we've got, but I certainly wish that I could have a virtual day at Disney World or Disneyland based on what we've got going for our topic today. Exactly. So, because 
the who whole wouldn't premise, want to eat all this? Exactly. The whole premise of today's feature topic is the perfect Disney meal. And I was just thinking about it, and I thought, um, what if you could pick an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, and a drink from anywhere that you can get them at Disney? It doesn't have to be all from the same restaurant. And if you could do that, what would you choose to make up your perfect Disney meal? So, Sophie, I'm going to let you start us off. Okay, and how do you want to do this? Shall we both do appetizer, appetizer, entree, entree? Or do you want me to go all down the list and then you go? You know what? Why don't we each do our own appetizer? And then we'll we'll just keep, we'll break it up by by item. So you do your appetizer, I'll do mine. And that way, one of us isn't talking for half an hour, i.e. me. So Or me. <laughs> All right, Sophie. So what is your appetizer for your favorite Disney meal? Well, a lot of the foods that I listed for my meal, my favorite Disney meal, are actually foods that I haven't quite tried, to be honest. Or if I have tried them, it's been a while. But I want to try them because they sound good to me and my my appetizer is actually pork egg rolls from the yak and yeti in animal kingdom without the chili plum dipping sauce because i absolutely hate spicy things yeah yeah i, I know you do sweetie <laughs> yeah but, but you know the- what that's funny you should say how it's something that you don't often try or haven't had in quite a while because some of my are exactly the same way you know Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's cool because it gives us the ability to look forward and maybe try these. You know, obviously, when we're done with our menu, that's going to be so much more than we could probably eat in one sitting. But oh, I don't know. I might be able to pack away everything that I've got. I don't. I don't think you can. I. I think I might even make a wager that you couldn't. <laughs> Not every bite of every single thing on your list. I don't think you could. And I don't I know I couldn't. But throughout our trip, it might be an opportunity for us to try some of these things. You know, one day have the pork egg rolls when we're at Animal Kingdom or mm-hmm. and so on and so on on another day. Or have the pot stickers that you're about to mention at the Nine Dragons. Exactly. Is that is that your is that your cue to to segue over to me now? Yes, it is. So start talking. <laughs> well, for me, like Sophie said, my appetizer is the pot stickers from the Nine Dragons restaurant. You know, I was looking to try and find specifically things that would be appetizers um, that would be good for me to have as an appetizer. I know I could get mac and cheese from like... Um, the Crystal Palace, the Crystal or, Palace or other places that serve mac and cheese. Um, yep. And but, that's why I chose my egg rolls from the Yak and Yeti because they were explicitly listed as appetizers. Exactly. Continue. But I didn't want to pick something that would be like side, you know, that I would come with a big meal. I wanted yeah. to get a specifically something. And that appetizer, I think both of our appetizers would probably count as a snack credit on our dining plan. Um, I know Maybe. mine would, and I think yours would too, Sophie. Maybe. We'll see. So, 
So my pot stickers of the nine dragons, listen to this description. Pan-fried chicken and vegetable dumplings served with a soy dipping sauce. I'm thinking already it looks good or sounds good. And I looked at a picture online and you get like four of those bad boys in your appetizer. So I think that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know that I'm going to share, Sophie, so you might have to get your own. Oh, my goodness. We are doing nothing to help with my craving for China Star down the road. (laughs) So tell me about your entree, Sophie. My entree? My entree? entree? So the thing that I'm going for with my perfect Disney meal is I get one of each of the requirements from all four of the parks. So my entree is actually over in Hollywood Studios. It's at 50's Primetime Cafe, and it's Aunt Liz's Golden Fried Chicken. And it's served with roasted garlic, mashed potatoes, chicken gravy, and seasonal vegetables. Would you eat the vegetables? Most of them. (laughs) Depends on which one there is. There you go. There you go. But you know me, I'm I'm generally good about eating what's on my plate. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is that Aunt Liz's golden fried chicken was exactly, you know, mommy, we were talking about this with with mommy, and she had mentioned um, over at Sci-Fi Dine-In, the ribs at the Sci-Fi Dine-In. And I'm like, you know, that's really good. But I wonder if maybe because I was thinking originally I was thinking dad's pot roast from the 50s primetime. So I mentioned that and she was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot the the fried chicken and how good it was. So I think you and mommy might be on the same page with that, Sophie. Definitely. I was I was torn between the fried chicken and grandma's chicken pot pie. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I know how much you love chicken pot pie. I love chicken pot pie, and Uncle Randy will agree with me. Yes, he will. So for my entree, I'm actually, I didn't do what Sophie did. I didn't stay, I mean, I didn't go to each park. I didn't even think about that, to be honest with you. So I'm staying at Epcot, and I'm heading over to the Garden Grill restaurant, and I am having the grilled beef with the chimichurri. And... Um, I'm thinking combining it with the mashed potatoes and the other vegetables that they serve with it, I think it's delish and it's not going to be, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to, you're not going to go wrong with that. So Mm-mm. for me, that was my entree and, um, you know, who knows tomorrow it might be different, but today that's what I'm going with. Yep. And that of course leads us into the most important part of our meal, which is our dessert. dessert. And I see that we both chose the same place for our desserts. We did. But you tell me about yours, Sophie. Well, me, you also know that when it comes to dessert, I love apple pie themed stuff. So I went for the apple blossom sundae at the pro at the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, which is basically a warm slice of apple pie served with caramel sauce, whipped cream, a cherry, and my choice of two hand scoops of ice cream, which will most likely be, if they have butter pecan, then butter pecan, but most likely vanilla. Okay. 
you know, vanilla on an apple pie slices. You can never go wrong with vanilla. No, so. you cannot. Okay. Well, for me, I'm staying also at the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor. And I I was looking at the Main Street Split. Believe it or not, I actually almost chose that one. <laughs> but then I was like, Daddy would probably go and get really ewed out by the pineapple sauce one. Well, no, I don't mind pineapple sauce in my banana split, which is basically what the Main Street split is. It's a banana split. So you've got three ice cream scoops. you got a banana down the sides. You've got strawberry and pineapple sauce. You've got hot fudge. you got chocolate cream cookies. You top it off with whipped cream and a chocolate Minnie Mouse bow. And I'm telling you, that is going to be it right there. And that might be something that, you know what, we might just have to get one when we're there in May and just share amongst the three of us because I think it'll be so huge because you know how food is at Disney. Everything is three times the size of what you would get at home. Well, so, of course. That's how they that's how they lure you into paying so much money for it. Yeah. But I think I mean, you get your value for it, I think. So I think that would be a great one to share amongst the three of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that takes us to the thing that I struggled the hardest with, which is your drink choice. And... Um, for me, you know, I'm always getting like a soda, so I never really think about drink options, but now one of the neat things about the dining plan is that you can get your soda if you want your soda, but you can also get, um, if you're under age 21, you can get specialty smoothies, or if you're over age 21, you can even get an alcoholic beverage with your meal. That's part of the dining plan, Mm -hmm. which you couldn't do before. So, so that. Um, opens up a lot of options for people. So what's your drink choice, Sophie? Well, when you look at all three of my previous decisions, you notice that the one park I haven't been to is Epcot. And at Epcot, there's actually this really cool drink place that I haven't been to, but I've been to something like it, which is also at Epcot. And it was called Club Cool. But... They closed Club Cool and they're kind of reworking it and it's going to turn into something else at a later unspecified date. So what they have now that I really want to try is this place called Cool Wash and I think it's over by Test Track and there you can make your own layered slushie. And of course, you know me, I love my ices and I love my slushies. So what you do is you choose your flavor. They have Coca-Cola, Cherry, orange, banana, watermelon, and blue raspberry. And of course, I choose blue raspberry. And then you get to add toppings. You can choose candy pebbles, boba pearls, spice drops, and popping candy. And when I hear popping candy, I think of pop pop rocks. rocks. Yep. (laughs) And I really like pop rocks. So blue raspberry with popping candy. And that just sounds like a great idea to me. So you don't want watermelon, huh? No, I like blue raspberry. Watermelon is great, but I can never go wrong with an electric blue. Yeah. Just for the the listeners at home, whenever we can and whenever we go to the movies, 
Um, if they're available, Sophie is always getting a blue raspberry icy. It doesn't matter why... what other options there are. It's blue raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was so heartbroken the last two times we went to the movies because they got rid of their blue raspberry icy yeah. stuff. And I had to get this weird-ish Mountain Dew flavored one. And it just wasn't as good, was it? Nope, it's not the same. Well, we'll remember that for next time. Anyway, so that is your drink, huh? Yes, it is. Okay, well, so my drink takes us over to Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies. And um, which over park in Tomorrowland, is that one? The Magic ah. Kingdom in Tomorrowland. And I am going to have, I'm going to try their fruit smoothie. Um, it's a strawberry smoothie with non-fat yogurt. And it includes a souvenir Mickey straw. And all smoothies are made with non-fat yogurt. So... I think they have other flavors. Maybe they don't. But all I saw referenced was strawberry. So mm. um, so that's what I'm sticking with. But strawberry, a strawberry smoothie is good because, you know, it's, it's real close to a strawberry banana. And strawberry banana is good in anything. So. so that's what I'm going with with my drink. You know, I was tempted to just say I'm having Diet Coke because I like Diet Coke with my popcorn as my favorite snack. But, um but for this, I don't think so. I think I'm going to have a fruit smoothie. So mm-hmm. so what do you think, Sophie? Did we do well on our choices? I think we did very well. I mean, if you look at that meal, like I said, I don't think we can um, – I don't think we could eat all of that at one meal. And I don't I think still- we should try. I still think I could, but the sad fact is that we will never be able to try because we can't go to four different parks for one meal. Well, that's true. We would have time in between. You're right, because it's almost like um, it's almost like a progressive dinner. You know, you start Mm -hmm. at one person's house, you have an appetizer, you go to someone else's house and have an entree and then a dessert and then on and on and on. So you're right, Sophie. It is almost it's impossible because not everything is right there at the same park. So you're right. So no one will win that bet. But um, but anyway, it's still a good option. I still think I'd be able to do it. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it then. All right, people, so tell us, what is your favorite Disney meal? You know, I asked this on Facebook and um, in our group, and I had a few um, responses. I had, let me pull it up and talk about it a little bit. Um, We had Sheila, our friend Sheila in California. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, you know what? I don't need to go to four different restaurants or four different places. Everything I want is at the Grand Floridian Cafe. She said that she's having the heirloom apple salad, um, that she's going to have the miso glazed salmon, the Florida key lime pie, and she's going to have an Arnold Palmer heavy on the lemonade and topped off with iced tea. And that is her favorite meal and she loves that it's all right there at the Grand Floridian Cafe. And she said they make a reservation. Every year they go to Disney World, they eat at that restaurant. 
and that's just what they do. Now, Kathy, one of my clients who's going to be there in June, she said for her, her options are the juice that you get at Ohana for breakfast, the beef burgundy that you get at Chefs de France, and the chocolate cake with peanut butter icing from Primetime Cafe. So she didn't say an appetizer, but that's okay. And then let's see, any other? Um, Emily, who's the daughter of one of my clients from last year, she says that the ribs at the House of Blues are to die for. Ooh, I don't think we've ever eaten there. No, we haven't. And then um, our your cousin and my niece, Leslie, Remember, she loves Mickey Waffles, right? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what her response was. Her response was Mickey Waffles for an appetizer, Mickey Waffles for the entree, Mickey Waffles for dessert, and maybe blended Mickey Waffles for for her drink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but she said... She added this follow-up and said, maybe a steak from the restaurant at the Yacht Club. <laughs> <laughs> so so she has some options, but not many when you just think about it. It's just being Mickey, Mickey Waffles. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So those are some of our some of the things we heard about from from our from our, our fans and friends over in our, on the road with Mickey group. But let's hear from you guys too. Send us an email, info at ontheroadwithmickey.com, or reach out to us in our Facebook group, or comment on the show notes, whatever you prefer. Uh-huh. Well, I think that, that brings us to our This Day in Disney History stuff. Yeah, This Day in Disney History for March 30th. So, Sophie, what do you got for us? Well... I've got a birthday for you. And this okay. one is definitely the historical part of Disney history. Yes, for certain. And it talks about a woman named Mary Richardson. She was born on March 30th, 1838. And the reason she's so important to Disney is because she is Walt Disney's paternal grandmother. And she was born in Ireland. Wow. So, she was born many years ago, a hundred and, let's see here, 182 years ago. That is correct. And, and you know what? Just like we're saying, if she had never been here, there is no Disney. So, I'm glad that she was born, and I'm glad that she was Walt Disney's grandma, and I'm certain that he was glad as well. Me too. Yeah. So, okay. Um, do you have anything else you want to add into your Disney history for that day? Well, there's also another one. I talked about the nine old men last week, but yes, it's also another birthday. Disney animator Mark Davis was born in 1913 on March 30th in Bakersfield, California. And he was a nine old man, wasn't he? He was one of the nine old men. Yes, and you said that he was the one most well known to you. 
Yes, he was. And, and he worked know, on Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Tinkerbell, and Cruella DeVille. He worked on those characters. Does it say who his wife's name was? Um, I do not think so. I can't remember her name. Her name, Alice, I think. But I can't remember if she... Um, shared his last name or not But anyway His wife Sophie You know the mural over at the Contemporary Yes That you can see from like the lobby You gotta look up for it And it's this really crazy mural And all that mm-hmm. Well that was done by Mark Davis's wife And she worked at Disney as well And she worked on a lot of the characters She did I think hmm. a lot of the Costumes and things like that for the characters at um, It's a Small World, and she did that mural, of course, and everything like that. But she is very well known as well. And I'm just having a brain lapse where I can't remember what her name is. So. Well, he actually has two wives. I did a little bit of quick research, and his first wife was named Alice Estes Davis, and then he remarried Marion Davis. And okay. Well, Alice is the one who did the costumes in the in the mural at the Contemporary. Yeah, she was. I think she sadly passed away now. Yes, yes. Um, which would make sense. But anyway, she was very well known in Disney lore as well. I don't know about Marion, but um, but that's okay. I don't need to know right now. Mm-mm. All right. So that brings us to our Disney Who's Who character. Yes, please do tell. For today, I've got a character who everyone will know as soon as I say that he robs from the rich and gives to the poor. And what is his name, Sophie? His name is Robin Hood. That's right. And, of course... Robin Hood is brave, daring, and ready for action. Robin is a master of disguise. He is happiest when he is going up against the villainous Sheriff of Nottingham, or Prince John, and he enjoys his role robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. Robin shows his romantic side whenever he thinks of or sees Maid Marian, not Mad Marian, Maid Marian. Robin is a generous soul. He enjoys giving to the poor and is adored by the people of Nottingham for the way he looks after them. Now, Sophie, yes? two bits of did you know? Do you know what the price was on Robin Hood for his head? What the reward would be if someone captured him? I believe 10,000 gold. 10,000 ingots, yes So did you just Google that or did you know? I guessed Okay, well that is the price 10,000 ingots on his head And Robin Hood appears to be ambidextrous As Hmm. he can pull back his bowstring with either hand Wasn't there a previous character we talked about who was also ambidextrous? Yes, Riley Anderson from That's the Pixar film Inside Out. 
from the inside out, yes. Yep, because she draws with her right hand and eats with her left, I think. Yeah, so they wonder about that. Well, cool. So that is my Who's Who's character for the day. And lastly, before we shut off tonight, we want to give you a Walt Disney quote. And this one is um, part of an award speech that he gave many years ago. Um, And Walt Disney says, and I quote, Before sitting down to count my blessings, I want to make you a promise. I promise we won't let this great honor you have paid us tonight go to our heads. We have too many projects for the future to take time out for such a thing. On top of that, after 40 some odd years of ups and downs in this crazy business of ours, we know too well you are only as good as your next picture. And that, my friends, is Walt Disney speaking on films and animation at an award speech. I think it's really cool because Sophie and I were talking about this briefly before we came on air. And, um, and we both thought that it shows the humbleness of Walt Disney and that it wasn't about his ego. Right. So. Yes. And I really like it because I've always liked Walt Disney. Yeah. And, and I know most of the people that go to Disney, like, like Walt Disney, the man as much, if not more than Walt Disney, the parks, you know? So, yeah. so anyway, so that wraps us up for today. Um, next week, we are going to be taking a look at some more ways that you can discover or have your Disney fix without being at the parks. You know, we covered that some previously, but we're going to get more in depth on exactly how we find some of the stuff that we find and share on our group and so forth. So, yeah. So we look forward to seeing you next week or hearing, hearing you next week. And we look forward to, um, to seeing this coronavirus in the rearview mirror. So I hope all of you are safe and well. And Sophie and I have been praying for everyone um, mm-hmm. that you're healthy, you stay safe, and that if you're anxious, that that anxiety goes away. Yep. Um, but so, hey, at the very least, guess what opens back up on Tuesday? Hopefully. Well, hopefully, but I'm not holding my breath, Sophie. I know. I know. It probably will not open at the earliest before April 10th um, mm. because of because of some of the things that the stay-at-home orders that have come out for Florida for that area. So, yeah. so anyway, we'll see when it opens, and hopefully we'll hear, start hearing news about when it will open. But yes. anyway, so wrapping us up, sponsored – on the road with mickey is sponsored by pixie vacations by mike ellis and tech solutions nc if you have any computing or travel needs reach out to them tech solutions nc is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on facebook and you can reach mike for his travel need for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on facebook at pixie vacations by mike ellis Thanks everyone for listening and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.